Hello everyone, welcome to the Parentally Unadvised Podcast. Today we'll be talking about video games and video game accessories. <laughs> but of course, uh, I will start with the disclaimer that um, if you are easily offended, I do not recommend watching this podcast, I mean listening to this podcast. As well as this podcast is not a professional podcast. So if you are expecting for this to wow you and dazzle you, you have come to the wrong place, unfortunately. Now, let's begin with the state of video games today. I believe that video games are unfortunately in a... tough spot if we are being completely honest because video games today have the issue of not really being as unique as they used to be video games today will sometimes take inspiration from other games which is completely fine however we're not getting the the real different games that you used to get back in the 90s because back then there was nothing that you could really base your games off of like for example oh and by the way i'm playing a uh, call of duty modern warfare 2019 in the background so if you had the controller that is why uh so one major issue that i've seen with that i've seen with um Video game. Well, let let me go back to what I was saying. So, uh, I don't have the exact date, but a a few years after video games started becoming more prevalent, there was a game uh, called Rogue, and that started a entire genre. And it's interesting how a single video game can span into a genre because the creators of the game of course, didn't realize that what they did was going to become as big as it is. They were most likely just making something for the industry. So, well, really, there wasn't an industry back then also because it was just starting out. It was a very risky investment because they didn't know that video games were going to be such a craze as they are today. And what makes it so interesting is... I see it as they've made something that is so important to so many people because now there's a genre called roguelikes and roguelikes and roguelites, which I think they personally made it very confusing, to be honest, because if you go into a gaming store and you ask, oh, I want a roguelike, they'll pull something out that you didn't even want and then you're just stuck with that game because you thought that's what that game genre is because and i guess that also goes into how video games have become a type of platform that most people think is very intimidating to get into because well a lot of fields nowadays are hard to get into like well music's not a difficult field but like watching anime most people see anime as a very daunting thing because they see 
Like, for example, One Piece. One Piece has, oh, well, yeah, over a hundred episodes. Darn near going on to a thousand. And, well, of course it has over a hundred episodes, but still, not a lot of, like, shows that you may have watched because think about the, like, last live TV show that you've watched. What are the chances that it has almost a thousand episodes and each episode is about 20 minutes long? That That's a lot of stuff to watch and they think that it is a very daunting thing to try to get attached to. However, I see it as it's a great opportunity to get into a new like field and I know I'm saying field as in it's like a job but in a sense some activities and hobbies can be looked at as a job where it feels like you have to put in a lot of effort to enjoy the thing which does seem unfortunate for some um for certain like activities like trying to get into sports like you you may not want to be a diehard sports fan but you have to know certain aspects of the sport or you wouldn't really be able to enjoy it and the same kind of goes for video games if you don't know that much about video games yeah you can enjoy it but it won't be as enjoyable as if you knew what you were like playing So, later episodes, I may talk about, like, give some game tips. I may uh, give some game recommendations. I am hoping to get some people on this podcast so so I can have co-hosts, so I can bounce off ideas on them. And definitely, this will be a lot better in the future. But I will tell you now, the quality is probably going to be very similar because I don't want to... I don't want this podcast to become one of the many other podcasts that are on like websites where it's well websites, apps anywhere. Like I do plan for this to just be something that I did and I'll keep doing and I'll keep updating because it's basically going to be, be my love letter to general populace and general podcasting because I do love watching podcasts even though I know myself I'm not famous right now but I might may become famous off of this you never know but anyways so back on to the topic of the state of video games now I got hair in my mouth anyways so I believe that many video games they can be improved upon and before I continue, I do understand that a lot of people will disagree with me because of the opinion that video games right now aren't doing so well. And they see it as I may not know what I'm talking about, which let's be honest here. I'm not I I'm going to stay right he, stay right I say right here that I'm just just like you, I'm just a normal person talking about stuff that I know about. So I'm not saying that I know everything about everything. I know a lot of stuff about stuff, but that's like, it's mainly just surface level facts and stuff. 
But anyways, so I believe, so what I, what I'm trying to get to is back then they had a game that created a genre and we have had games that have created genres. But the thing is, in the past, I want to say four years, maybe five years, the only game that has really created a genre, and actually, there weren't really that many games that have created genres. Like, Metroid, that created games like Metroid. And then Castlevania, that created a game, create game genres like Castlevania. And then... Uh, then you have the mix of genres called Metroidvanias, which is the biggest mouthful for a genre ever. I don't know who... I don't understand who come up with the names for these genres. Because they could have said, well, I guess they have to name it like that, but still, it seems kind of like... You can't go into the store and ask for a Metroidvania and have it sound, like, normal. But, of course, asking for any type of video game other than, like, a shooter or, like, something in that vein would sound normal. Because, well, they, of course, would understand what you're talking about. Because, well, hoping that they understand because it would be very rough to go into a store and ask for something and they have no clue what you're talking about even though that's kind of their job but that's kind of how things are turning out now because most people have a hard time getting getting familiarized with the new thing because the new thing is constantly coming out it's it's kind of a difficult and sorry state where Video games are being mass-produced now, and it's being mass-produced by basically anyone. Because anyone can make a video game now. And anyone can make a podcast. Anyone can basically make anything. Because now the technology is rarely viable. And I see it as it's good that people can make so many things and be able to like makes things that they like and share their love for whatever that is to other people just like how I'm making this podcast because I love podcasts but it's also bringing in the issue of yeah there's so many there's it basically is where the market is overfilled with this type of stuff. It's oversaturated, oversaturated, and it creates the issue of there's too many of this or that. And of course, people could say that, oh, it's not that much of an issue because that just means that there's more for people to experience. But the thing is, at the current time now, it doesn't seem very possible for someone to play every video game or watch every movie that has ever existed. Listen to every song that has ever existed. 
before now yeah this sounds completely crazy like why would you want to listen to every song or every one of everything that's ever existed what i'm saying is there's so much of just stuff there's so much that people have created it's basically making it where if someone creates something it's not as monumentous as it's used to been like there's a billion good games well no there's a billion games in general but there is it's harder to find a very good game because so many video games are now way too similar to each other like for example call of duty is of course a large franchise like you get a new call of duty game every year kind of like uh basketball games on uh on console you get tons of basketball games nearly every year actually yeah every year you get a new basketball game you get a new sports game and there won't be that much of a change there will not be that much of a difference between each like entry in the series and a lot of people make memes a lot of people make jokes about this but there's not really a change in it also sorry i'm just moving stuff in the background um but the fact that they don't release the companies aren't really seeing what their communities are saying like we want more change we want more variance in our games and a lot of people will say well of course you want a difference in your games because like who wants to play the same video game over and over again who wants to listen to the same song over and over again because it's not just video games that have a market that's oversaturated like music has a lot oversaturation because i was thinking about this a few days ago when i listened to this one song and it it was uh i forget the name of the song but this song sounds exactly like and it was not a rap song because a lot of rap music uses the same beat that's normal ish i guess because i guess it's a lot easier to produce one beat and then have multiple rap on that beat so but it's become a kind of a tradition at this point but like it was uh it was like an acoustic song and like it was like It was like actual people in a band had like played it live and had it recorded and then had vocals over it. Like one of those type ones, not one where someone just sits in front of a computer and makes music like that. Just straight out, like with no other people with them. And the thing is, I thought about it and it really seems like. At one time period, it seems like people were trying to, like, before music became what it is now, we had where, a, basically, it was just 
music that was before that sounds obvious but like we didn't have as experimental music and we had people actually experimenting with their music trying to make it sound different they didn't want to have the same sound and that was good but the thing is history has kind of repeated itself to where we have the same music as we had before like it's the same but different basically like people have become where they don't really want to make new music as much as they really want to get money from it and just make the same sounding song because the thing is uh, so many songs sound the exact same and people aren't really getting upset about it and it doesn't really make sense to me and the same with video games or any other type well not any other type of media because movies movies have been a little bit different but the in the case of movies and stuff that is a whole other pot of noodles (laughs) I, i know that sounds strange but basically people in the uh, movie industry i don't think they well now they actually have been coming out with different movies that have different like ideas behind them because a lot of people are getting added into that industry so a lot more ideas were made however it seems like a bunch of old ips have just been cut off completely like a lot of intellectual properties people just have completely forgot about and i guess that's why they want to do remakes re-releases and a bunch of stuff like that but the thing is when they re-release a movie or remake it the thing is you're basically just watching the same movie again that that's basically it like i i get that a lot of people are feeling like if they watched a movie and it changed the story, they basically would feel cheated. Like, they, they're not following the same thing that the other movie felt, I mean, followed. And I feel like that doesn't make sense. That's a kind of flawed philosophy saying, oh, I want this movie to be the same as this movie. But... Yeah, it may be a remake or re-release, but I see why they change how the movie is. And the reason why they do it is because they don't want to have... They don't want to basically make the same movie over again. Because what's the point of doing that if you actually could just watch that movie again? Yeah, yeah, there is this the saying of, oh, I don't want to watch this movie again because the 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 movie is old and it looks old. That is a understandable standpoint, but when we're talking about like, oh, you want this movie to be the exact same, like you want the same people playing the movie, you want everything to be the exact same then at that point, just watch the old movie again. Like, it's it's impossible for the same movie to be 
made over and over again. And the fact that most people don't want new movies... Like, a lot of people actually just don't want new movies. They want the same movie made over and over again. And I can see why they would want that. Because they want someone else, like, younger than them to experience what they experienced when they were watching it at their age, I guess. They want them to have the same, like, oh, this movie was so good when I was, like, this age and my generation watched it. Because, like, for instance, uh, and I know this doesn't really account for, uh, this isn't really relating to uh, remakes, but this is more of, like, sequels, but uh, that Space Jam movie. So, the Space Jam movie, I feel like there was a lot of hype for it. And a lot of people, well, I don't know what the general, like, consensus about the movie was, because I didn't watch the movie. Because I didn't watch uh, the Space Jam movie, like, the original. But I feel like the reason why everyone was excited about it was because they had the opportunity to like experience this type of uh like important movie important with like air quotes because it's a movie it's not like Selma or some movie like that but it was like a really good movie that a lot of people liked kind of like The Incredibles a lot of people were excited about The Incredibles because there was no sequel before and it was a whole lot of years between the movies and a lot of people are like that because they believe that let's say they had children and these children have never experienced like the like the experience of watching this new thing when it just came out and revolutionized whatever industry it was in like just like when i was talking about roguelikes or rogue the game rogue that revolutionized the game well the gaming industry for like computer games because it didn't really like revolutionize like everything because that's like that's like saying uh well if we were to say that we would have to point towards the uh NES, because the NES was, like, uh, like, it was a very important stone, uh, a very important stepping stone towards the path of console gaming, because console gaming back then was just boxes, literally, like, wooden boxes that had, like, some technology slept into it. And you had to put a screen on your TV to actually play anything that looked anything. The, it Games back then didn't look anything like the games now, of course. A, a lot of people know that. But the NES revolutionized how games could look because it had better technology. And that's why so many people are excited about, like... M- 
movies that are coming out because they're think they think that it's going to revolutionize things. That's what puts so much pressure on the people who make new movies because and that's why a lot of new movies aren't really like basically new. They just remake what was already made because they believe that whatever they make will not really be able to live up to what it needs to, basically. Because, in all honesty, it's very difficult to live up to a movie that has such critical acclaim. And that's why video games nowadays are following the same formula. And I believe that there's two options here, really. And option A is the developer, movie maker, songwriter, whatever you're doing needs to step out of the boundaries. You need to step out of the safe space and just go for it. Like, even if you believe that what you're making is going to not do as well as you want it to, you still made it. You still did that. That was something that you did. And nothing, no one on earth can take that away from you. And the funny thing is, life admires people who do that. But the thing is, when you do it, it may not happen immediately. Because a lot of people who've made things like that didn't think that their stuff was going to blow up and it just happens but it's kind of a random type of thing like this podcast may blow up you never know and that's what's so scary about making stuff because you never know if it's going to do as well as you want it to but you can always say that you did that and the second choice is the choice that we've been taking for the longest, which is just keep on doing what we've been doing. Just making the same, making the same movies, video games, music, books, just making the same media over and over again until someone finally decides to step out of the line and does something themselves. Now, I'd like to move away from media for a second. We're probably going to move back because, you know, I'm probably just going to bounce back and forth through topics just like I did for the past 27 minutes. Anyways, what we'll be talking about next is, well, technically we'll be still talking about media, but not media that way we'll be talking about social media and a lot of people are like oh boy here we go but i i'll i'll keep it simple because of course on this podcast we will not be discussing or delving into strong issues because not because i have i probably do have some controversial opinions about it but i don't really feel like sharing them and i 
I, I honestly could be, I, I'm honestly just like, I don't really care up to delve into strong issues. That's not what this podcast is for. So anyways, uh, I do have one major issue with uh, social media and it's with the internet in general. It It's with people who do not see that if something bothers you, they feel like they need to get rid of what bothers them. Like, for example, if I said something that someone disliked on this podcast, like this, they could say, like, I could be calling them out and they would be feeling bad about it. And it's strange how people get this sense of entitlement on the internet because they feel like, if my content doesn't exactly please you, I need to get rid of my content. That's not how that works. If I create something, it is mine. You can't take something that I created from me. It is my own property because I birthed it from my mind or from me. And... I see it as very, very, very stupid for someone to believe that they can just say, you know what, you've made something and I don't think that it, it, I, I'm not appealed by what you've made. I, I'm not pleased by your creation. So you need to take it away from everyone else or you need to change it. You need to change what you made because I don't like it. And the thing is, you may think that, oh, yeah, that's just only applying to the Internet. It's applying to life in general. And that's what I fear so much because people have gotten this sense of if... It doesn't, if I don't like what this is, I need to destroy what it is. When it is as simple as, I just don't need to, I, I don't need to bother it. I just need to do something else. Like, if you don't, if you don't like something that, and don't, don't take this out of context saying like, oh, you don't like climate change. Climate change is something that can affect everyone. And I know we didn't, I said I wasn't going to delve into like serious topics. I kind of, the climate change is something that everyone is like up in arms about. So I'll keep it short. And I'm just saying climate change affects everyone if it is or isn't a thing that you believe in, but it still affects you in a certain way. So I believe that you should take your stand on either side, even if it turns out that you were on the wrong side in the end. I'm not saying which side is right or right or right or wrong, but I believe that you should take a stand on that opinion if it is a serious top, a serious issue that affects multiple people, not just yourself. But if it's just like, 
oh, a artist on Twitter makes art and you don't like it. Don't bother that artist. Don't be the person who decides that that artist doesn't create art anymore. Because you don't gain anything from that. That little feeling of power that you've gained is not real. It's not real power. You don't have power over that person. You don't have power over anyone. No one does. But the fact that you feel like you can belittle someone because of what they create, that just shows what type of person you are. And unfortunately for you, it's not a good person. And I've seen so many of these people just go off of the internet where, and this is what is so funny to me. People get the facade of the power that they have on the internet translate into real life, translates into real life. So you have people going around doing the most abhorrent, like this is like borderline illegal things, thinking that they still have the safety that they have on the internet. And it's not okay. It's making like life outside a lot more unfortunate for a lot of people because they think that whatever they did on the internet or whatever they do on real life will have no repercussions. And it's very, it's a very unfortunate state of affairs, but Back to social media. I know I I just went off on a tangent, but anyways, social media like Instagram, I guess Facebook have the issue of I guess since anyone can post anything, they have the issue of spreading information that has no factual basis to it. And I know fake news is such a important topic to a lot of people because a lot of people don't believe that news can be fake. Or a lot of people do not do research at all. And that is a very... It's very strange how people will do research... But not research on the research, if that makes sense. Like, people will, like, for example, people will look up uh, if someone had died, like, recently. And then they will not, like, they they won't look at anywhere else and they will take what they read like to heart. And that's very interesting to me because I I see it as if you were going out of your way to look up this information, why not make sure that the information that you've gotten was 100% legit? And the fact that that is just such a prevalent issue now it scares me because 
now there's a lot of people who just believe one thing because they read something and it wasn't completely on the up and up. Like I could make I could make a blog post. Well, not a blog post. <laughs> I don't even have a blog. But anyways, I could make a website that looks completely legitimate and have information saying like, "Oh yeah, if you eat a nu- if you eat a Nutrigrain bar, you will literally have your insides liquidated and your mother will be sent to Siberia." Like it it could be that type of situation where news that look that seems completely out of the way people will believe that and that upsets me because research is something so simple that you could do and a lot of people have unfortunately stopped trusting a lot of websites and stuff because they believe that certain websites with good information their information isn't as good as it seems. And, like, that's why I feel like there should be some news platforms that don't have any, like, basically, they're not allowed to put any opinionated stuff there. News should be fact and just fact. That That's what news should be. That's what most things that have pertinent information should be. Because the the second that you start putting opinions into regular news, like that's why news podcasts are kind of kind of a strange beast, because one, you could get your news from like the daily news and there's a chance that they could exaggerate a situation while toning down another situation. But anyways, that's enough of serious talk. We're not going to talk about any more of that serious stuff, hopefully. I don't know. Like like I've said, I made sure to not write a script or any key points. We're just going straight off head. And that's also why I do want to have a co-host, just so if I do say anything out of the way, they could shut me up. But not not in the, like, shut me up, like, turn off my microphone and kick me from the thing. But anyways. So, um, on to other news. Uh, so... I guess we can go over to, you know, I have an idea for uh, what we'll do daily. Well, not daily, but every uh, episode of the podcast, I will, well, if I remember, because I may not do it next episode, I may, may not. So anything that happens in these podcasts, every episode is subject to change. I want you to know that straight off because nothing on this podcast will ever be set in stone because life isn't set in stone. And I know I'm trying to give advice like I know something, but personally, I I know as much as a normal person does.
So. But, um, for this episode, I'll be giving a game recommendation. Well, uh, maybe like two or three game recommendations, and I I may like do a little review. Also, this episode will probably go on for another hour, two hours, maybe, depending on if I still have topics to talk about. And the first game I will be talking about is uh, I will be talking about the Binding of Isaac. Now, The Buying of Isaac is, well, a relatively older game, to say the least. And this game, I well, Rebirth came out in 2015, while the original Flash version, which I've never played, because when I was younger, I didn't really experience, like, games like, uh... Well, Isaac, uh, Alien Hominid, or uh, Castle Crashers. I didn't really experience those games because I had a way different childhood where I played on my PS3 for most of my time. But uh, Isaac is a very interesting game that I really uh, took a liking to. Because Isaac has a very interesting system where every it and this goes back to where i started this game is a roguelike and the thing is isaac wouldn't be the way it is if rogue never was created a lot of games wouldn't exist if one game wasn't made like doom literally well not doom but uh wolfenstein helped create the first person shooter genre a lot of games well we can't exactly say that these games wouldn't exist but they would be completely different but anyways isaac takes a lot of points from rogue like (laughs) that uh it takes points where of course, your progress is never saved. Well, never saved is a strong word, but it is kind of progressive. Where it's like, if you die, you don't get, you don't really, you can't play that save anymore, basically. Like, you're, you're, if you die, you're dead there. But you still earn, like, stuff for playing the game, like, you may get new items and that's what's so int- that was what intrigued me when i first heard about the game because it was like oh so i can basically play this game forever and it will basically have no ending and it's a randomly generated game which was also very interesting to me because to be honest that's one uh game genre that hasn't really been touched that much games with random generation like, we could have games with randomly generated worlds like No Man's Sky, but it's not really something that people really like to delve into because I guess a lot of people think that market is oversaturated when really 
if you look at the amount of games in a ran like the randomly generated genre, I I don't know if that's the real name for it because I'm gonna be honest, I've never played Rogue. I've seen screenshots, but that was about it, and a screenshot of a game that was made in like nineteen eighty something. It sounds completely hilarious because I'm pretty sure screenshotting was not available back then, but, you know, what I mean when I say that is that someone just booted it up on uh, their freaking Commodore 64 and said, you know, I'm going to take a picture of this with my Apple iPhone and I'll be such a hip and hipster guy because I'm so cool because I'm playing a game that came out darn near 40 years ago. But anyways... Um, so, on to the uh, review of Isaac. I, uh, of course, I'm getting this game a 9 out of 10 because it is a excellent game. Uh, of course, there, well, you may not know this, you may not have known this, but, uh, a new expansion did come out recently called, uh, Repentance, which is very interesting where it adds, uh, uh, a mod from uh, the game called Afterbirth into uh, not Afterbirth uh, Anti-Birth yeah a- a- Afterbirth was uh, one of the DLCs that added a lot of stuff into the game so anyways uh afterbirth rebirth uh and afterbirth plus were just basically the remakes of the original and they added a lot of new items and it made it a really really interesting game that i really like to play and i do recommend getting it on your switch your xbox your ps4 your well, all your consoles because it's on everything even your phones but I, I don't recommend getting on your phone because mobile games are not that good. Yep, that's my hot take. That's my hot take for this one. Uh, mobile games are terrible. And you can fight me on this. I don't care. You can physically fight me on this. You you do not play a mobile game and believe that mobile games are better than any... Any type of console game beats out mobile games a billion to one. Because, and I am very passionate about this, so I'm about to get real angry. So, it you better cut off the podcast if you don't want to hear me freaking get mad. But anyways, mobile games are just terrible. Now, this whole podcast was, I mean, this whole episode was mainly about how oversaturation affects certain markets. And how people should step out of the boundaries. Yeah, mobile games do literally the opposite. When I was talking about games being so similar to each other. Oh dear God. (laughs) There are so many games that are literally the exact same game on mobile. And mobile games are plagued. And when I say plagued, I mean like the Black Plague of 1896 
like we well not ninety six. I, I don't look. You know, most of this podcast is just gonna be me saying stuff that is probably not correct. But I'm not going to check myself because it's my podcast. I'm here. Deal with it. Anyways, the what I don't understand is why do mobile game developers believe that if I make a game with the least amount of effort possible, I should still get the same amount of money as someone who put hours upon days upon months upon years of effort into this game. They've, they've soaked their sweat, blood, tears, all the fluids, just everything. Spit. So, yeah, yeah, some spit in there. But they, they've, they've soaked their lives into building this game. Perfectly crafted. And it just gets jumbled up next to 3D shooter, 2D, 73. Yeah, that, yeah, you get bundled next to that. And the funny thing is, 3D shooter, 2D is one of the best played games on there for some strange reason. Because apparently, people without a regular console or computer or anything to play regular games on will resort to not even playing good games on their platform of choosing platform being like iPhone, Android or other because you you may not know this but there's different phones than iPhones and Androids it's not very it's not very um frequent that you'll see hold on my train phone lot it's not frequent that you'll see a lot of different phones, but that that's that's a topic for next podcast. You know I'm not going to talk about it, but anyways. I don't understand why people decide to play the games that are the... They, they literally put no effort into these games, and they still get played. And you could say that about so many other things. People still listen to music even though it took no effort to make that music. And it's upsetting to see that stuff that had so much love and care put into it is no longer even even recognized. Like one of my favorite PC games, Doki Doki Literature Club. That was an amazing game because the writing in the game, the everything, the whole, it was an experience. And a lot of video games are just games when certain ones are experiences. And the ones that label themselves as something that's unique when it's really generic just sullies the whole genre the whole industry is being sullied but and i i just wanted to say sully a bunch of times because it's a interesting word but 
the whole industry is dying because there is a influx of people not caring about the work that they make. They're just making horrible things. And it's upsetting to see so many people falling for this and believing that, oh, that's just the industry. That's just how things are. It's just bad. It's not going to be good because I had a bad experience. And this is going to get very bad and political in two seconds. So prepare your ears and all baby people, please leave. I'm going to keep saying that during... uh, That's probably something that's going to stay because I, I I don't want anyone who... In this podcast, please do not watch this podcast if you are easily offended. I will keep saying that because I will probably offend you. But I dislike people who just have one experience with something and then never want to experience anything like it ever again because they had one bad experience. And that they, they and that that's relating to like video games and stuff. Like, oh, I played Dark Souls for my first video game. I disliked it. You know what? I hate all video games now. And it's kinda like when people date people. Oh yeah, I've had this one experience, one bad experience with this one person. So now I'm not gonna talk to that gender ever again. <laughs> I'm never going to talk to anyone who even looks like this person. You know what? I had one bad cup of coffee. You know, I'm not even going to drink anything ever again. That's how ridiculous people are. And it's upsetting to see people who don't want to try something that they would... If they didn't have that experience, they would have loved what they would have experienced with something else. But they are so stuck in their ways where they don't want to try anything else because they had that one bad experience with that. Because people, for some strange reason, think that if I group something together with something else, it's going to be the exact same. There's not going to be any difference. Like, oh, I tried this hot sauce. Of course, this hot sauce doesn't taste the same as another hot sauce. But, you know, what? I'm just going to just say that it does and never try hot sauce ever again because that one was bad. And you're not even saying it because you don't like hot stuff. You just didn't like it because, oh, th- this hot sauce was this color. So I don't want to drink any other hot sauce because if you're dumb enough to say that you don't want to drink something or taste something or do something off of something so simplistic as oh i just don't like how it looks or i don't like it because it's not exactly appealing directly to me and you just don't want to even experience anything like it anymore that's just on you at that point because there's so many things in this world that are different but the same. The fact that you're just saying that you don't even want to be involved with anything. That anything near anything. Just doesn't make real sense to me. Like. 
And that kind of goes into it, it. It's it's a weird weird um not dichotomy. Um, I'm trying to find the word. Uh, but that that's the that's it's so strange seeing how people can only have two feelings about something sometimes where it's like oh i absolutely love this or i hate it but the people that hate something can sometimes have the strangest reason to hate it and the way that they go about disliking something is as well is more even stranger than them disliking it like they will say that and I'm like saying and this is going to like console wars like people disliked one console because someone before them may have said oh I dislike this console so I'm just not going to purchase any of their stuff that makes sense but the fact that they would go as far as saying all like the whole company's bad i don't want like they don't want to try any other products and the thing is most of the time these people have no experience with what they dislike they they literally just say i dislike this thing just because they feel like i'm unique for disliking it and that's the last point that we're going to have on this uh, on this episode. And th- bef- after I discuss this point, I'll wrap up and then you guys can, uh, you know, think of think about this stuff. I, I just want to give you something to think about before uh, I go for this episode. I I really don't understand why people feel like they have to try to be unique. That doesn't make sense. You don't try to be different. You don't try to do that. Because I'm, I'm just going to give you a little hint. I, I'm just going to inform uh, the people in the back who are like, what do you mean I don't have to try to be do- different? What do you mean? Uh, You're already unique, you dummy. You, you dumb dumb. You dumb, stupid person. Because you're you. Yeah. You, you you didn't realize that? Yeah, there's not another person on this earth who likes cream-filled bagels that, like, not, well, of course, there's a lot of people who like cream-filled bagels, but there there's not another person on this earth who name is your name and also likes spinach-covered babies. That, that sounds weird, but still, you're unique. You're you. So stop trying to be something so different that isn't you. Like, you can be yourself, but be okay with yourself. Because sometimes when you're on the internet, and sometimes just in life in general, if you don't be yourself... then you end up being someone that you don't want to be. And a lot of people have that issue. 
And I think that whoever you are, whoever's listening to this podcast, being you is the best thing that you can be. So that is the end of the first episode of the Parentally Unadvised Podcast. See you guys.